Snow White was, was the shit when you were growing up, huh? It was. It was. All right. Welcome back to Woman's Dance. I am Sarah Rourke. And Victoria. Nice to see you all, hear you all, be with you all, whatever this is. We don't have a set agenda today. We're missing our lovely Allie as well, which is sad. But it's hard to get everybody in the room at the same time. We're all really busy moms, uh, really busy women with careers and all the fun things that we do in our lives. So to get us here was quite the feat. So I'm glad to share space with you today. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I know we haven't been together in well, a month or two. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. It's been a long time. Just life, life happened. <laughs> like it, it happens to everybody, but we're here now, so. Yeah. No, I, um, I've, I've been traveling back and forth to Montreal and doing a lot of work up there and and I've just been trying to figure out this Mohawk language thing <laughs> and just trying to do um, things that make me happy. And it's been real busy. It's been good, though. Awesome. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of topics you wanted to talk about today, but I have 8,000 things going on in my head, but I don't know if I can nail down just one. Um, I don't know. I thought maybe we would just wing it. So let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't Nothing's know. coming right now. Well, I think one of the big things that has been coming up in, um, well, I had a conversation with a friend this last week and it, it really hit home for me about, um, like boundaries. And, and I know we had talked about that a couple of times in different spaces and I'm louder now and a couple of times in different spaces and, and what it had come down to was when she was explaining it to me, I was like, well, in some respect, when people treat you badly, it's because they feel safe enough to do that. Hmm. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, is that really, is that real? Like, is that, is that something that really happens? And I'm like, when you feel your safest and your most vulnerable, sometimes you turn out into your worst form. And the people who are closest to you get the brunt of that. And I've seen that um, with so many people and especially so many people in our community that are going through a lot of things because people are carrying so many things all the time. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, who are you treating well and who are you treating badly? And is it because you're, it's safe to do so? And it, it, it was, it was just a, it was just a thought in my head about, um, about those relationships and what that looks like. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. Um, right away, I'm thinking of our kids. Because unfortunately, this I'm speaking of myself, they kind of get like the, I don't want to say the bad version, but like the, sometimes the mean mom. Mm. Because I have a lot of kids, I have to get them to listen. Well, I don't have to get them to listen, but unfortunately they do. They get that side of me that other people don't see. And it's probably because we're in our own home and like nobody else is around. I'm not saying I hit them or smack them or anything, but <laughs> I... Give them one of these. No, just um, kidding. That's what my daughter used to say. <laughs> it's the yelling part. And yeah. I hate that. Like, I hate that about myself. But it kind of resonates because it's, like I said, I'm in the comfort of our own home. There's no other, like, eyes watching. So it's kind of, I don't want to say it's safe, but it's home. No, I, I get that. And, and there's this there's this expectation now, like, I'm trying to gentle parent. Mm -hmm. And it's like... I wasn't raised gen in a gentle parent way, and I don't think anybody in community was. I think that's 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 a new thing where you're like, you like something happens to you, and you're like, suck it up, get over it, let's go, move on to the next thing. Um, you can do that. You're tough, right? And 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 for me, I don't want to keep my daughter soft. I want to make sure she can handle 
hard things in life, mm-hmm. but I also want to not traumatize her and make sure she has healthy space. So there's there's really like a balance in there and you I go back and forth. Like this morning, we had the morning battle of getting her to school. And she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to. And like, we legit had to like hold her down and put all her clothes on her. And she's screaming her head off. And I'm like, this is traumatizing for me. And I don't know if I was just triggered by the whole thing or if it was actually really traumatic or like, but, and I'm like, am I being a bad mom? Am I feeling, I felt like a failure. Like I woke up feeling like, like this is I was not meant to be a mom this morning, you know, and then after a while, like when I dropped her off, when my husband dropped her off and, and she was fine and I took a breath and I smudged my house and I backed up and I was like, you know, like she's four and she doesn't know how to regulate her emotions and I'm mm-hmm. not a bad mom for trying to no, get her not. to school, <laughs> but I, I have those those darkest thoughts and that's when I'm home by myself and nobody's around and, and I can be that way in mm-hmm. in my own home, you know? So I think it's, I, know, I bet there's a lot of moms out there that have that thought about, like, I'm fucking up. <laughs> you know, I just fucked up my kid and this is a core memory of her being fucked up. Like, that's how I felt this morning and I was like, God damn it. Like, that's not what I want and that's not, and how do I reconcile that and how do I surround her with love every other place but also give her a firm discipline and tell her that she don't run my household, you know? Like, right. where is that balance? And so I'm struggling with that and I don't want to be, like, a tyrant but I also don't want to be like, oh, whatever, just do whatever you want, you know? Like, <laughs> that's hard. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It, it's so hard to find that balance but... Even us having this conversation and acknowledging it, that right there is just saying, what great moms you are, what great moms we are, because it's the truth. Yeah, I think it's, I go up and down from it. I'm like, ah, thank goodness, like, I only have one, and oh, I wish I had a whole whole bunch of them, but I don't think I could do that. I think I'd pull my hair out of my head, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I, like, give me the strength to get through one day with her, but then I'm so grateful for her at the same time. So it's like the up and down of it. But I guess it's just um, ensuring that I'm finding that balance. And I don't know what that means, really. But I watch all those bullshit moms on TikTok and they're like, let's gentle parent. And I'm like, you're full of shit, lady. When you hang up this phone and put it down, they hang up the phone like we're in like the 80s. When you hang up your phone. When you push the stop yeah. recording button. Yeah. When, when you're done recording, what reality do you really live in? You know, because I feel like there's this whole other world of, of this like, like fake book, like TikTok. It's like, who really does any of that stuff? You know, like, do they really do it? Like, do they really organize their pantry with these clear bins? Like, <laughs> it's bullshit. It's such bullshit. <laughs> but it's so pretty. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really organized. But who the hell has time for that? If, well, if you're working, if you have kids, if you are doing every other thing, like, who has the actual time? Like, I don't. <laughs> no, I definitely don't. I On don't. top of, like, keeping bills paid, your house clean your kids clean your car clean like everything else yeah let's <laughs> organized let's buy all the clear plastic <laughs> that's probably not recyclable or just, like it's just it's just really bad for the environment all i can see is like p- petroleum like all the yeah nasty containers i'm like they're not gonna break down very well for the earth and i don't know what that you're gonna use that for when we're in the middle of the apocalypse and you're not taking pictures on the internet because we don't have one so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe <laughs> i'm just a realist in so many ways sometimes like i just get mad like with all the famous people that don't give a fuck about us like i just i'm like uh but then sometimes i like to look at oscar dresses and be like oh they're so pretty so i go back and forth with that too that's the world we live in, right? <laughs> well, it's funny you brought up the apocalypse because Will and I talk about this, like The Last of Us. Have you been watching that? I love The Last of Us. I wasn't watching it, and then I heard so many good things oh about God, it. It's amazing. And I was like, oh my God, I need to watch that. And I started watching it, and I think I binged it in like three mm-hmm. days, and I was like, oh, 
okay, did Joel make the right decision? <laughs> Do you think he did? Oh, the father's love. I was going on um, and on. I was really, really into it. it Sorry, was spoilers. I, mean, I didn't say anything, but it's it's a bit of a spoiler. I said nothing. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. But you were talking about the apocalypse with Will and... Well, because of that show and like we watch a lot of apocalyptic shows. Yeah, same. And then I always have the the wonder and then I have to talk to him about it if in the event that there it's the end of the world and there's no electricity, there's people trying to kill you and take your family or your goods or whatever you might provide, if I personally would be able to defend my family, like without him. And he's like, well, fuck yeah, you can. You're strong. You have the know-how. You you will do what you need to do. Like, what do you think you would do? Like, have you thought of that? I have many scenarios. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many different ideas of what I would do. And a lot of them involve trucks and guns and supplies and going up mountains so I get the best view of who's coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, but then also like bunkers um, along the way and planning that. But I think that that would be a lot of infrastructure. But I think I definitely um, I have a lot of ideas, especially with this last train derailment and the multiple train derailments that aren't on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's um, that my next plan is to get some sort of sustainable power, especially since we didn't have power for two days over right, the winter, right. and a lot of people lost their groceries. They they we were miserable. My daughter every time the power goes out cries, mm. like she's like, I want the power, Mama. We have no Wi-Fi. Like <laughs> we're like we're so connected to it, right? Yes. Not that we don't go outside, but it's like. She she loves her cartoons, and I'm not going to take them from her. Like, we read more books than anything, but I just feel like when that happened, it was a real wake-up call to how much we depend on it. And so for us to have some sort of plan for, like, uh, water purification and air purification and power, like, I need those. Uh, we need basic needs, right? And mm-hmm. And as well as protection. So... I mean, my husband makes weapons, <laughs> like apocalyptic weapons with like old knives and metal and paracord. They're so cool because <laughs> um, he's a welder, you know, and, and he's a fabricator. So he does this in his spare time. And he's like, look what I made. I'm like, okay, now you need to hide that from our child. Like, mm-hmm. go lock that up. But but he's got a lot of weird things like that. So I think about that. And um, I was in our wedding vows where I said that I know that you would protect me in the zombie apocalypse. It was one of the reasons why I married my husband is because I know when shit goes down, he's going to be there to protect me from whatever's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would be able to uh, protect myself physically, but I know strategically I would be able to make a very good plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think, I think everybody has it in them. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of harnessing that and to pull it out. If somebody is trying to, like, kill you or, I don't know, take your daughter, like I, it's kind of weird to think about. But that's the shit I think about is somebody coming, breaking into our home, and, and then in their hopes of trying to, like, take our kids it's like the survival instincts yes we'll you either in. fight or flight right yes. and we're not gonna flight we're we're gonna get how women like mm-hmm. fuck that we're not going to anywhere we've had enough taken from us like we're gonna we're gonna stand our fucking ground mm-hmm. or we're gonna find new grand in, ground and stand there you know like yep. i feel like that's definitely like an understanding and i don't know i would hope in our community that we would find common ground to not be as divisive as we can be and that we'd be able to take care of ourselves as much as we do in a crisis, like with um, people who are sick and who do fundraisers. And when people have things happen in community, people band together. We take care of each other. Mm-hmm. So when something like that happens, I would hope we could take off our hats 
and be able to figure out what skills we all have and come together again or else we're going down you know and and I don't know if that's going to happen or not but I mean I feel like it's a real reality that eventually we're going to get there eventually we're going to run out of fuel we're already having food shortages there's an economic recession um leadership in both um colonizer states are completely a mess like i mean that's the reality of the world that we live in right now so we cannot really rely on those systems whatsoever so for me my job this year not only to learn my language and to continue to do the work that i do is to ensure <laughs> that i have the knowledge of food sovereignty so that i can grow my own food and store my own food and preserve it and and make sure that i can cook it outdoors like i want to make sure that i have all those skills mm -hmm. and i'm going to learn them this year like i'm doing that i work i'm working with ungwe i'm working with a lot of elders to figure that out because wow. i don't want to be without and i feel like it is a reality and i'm not trying to be like a crazy doomsday prepper with a go bag like i'm not doing that <laughs> but but i'm i'm just short of that <laughs> right it just it just feels like our reality is our mother earth is hurting mm -hmm. and like economically everybody's living paycheck to paycheck and we want we got to take care of our kids right that's the bottom line yeah however which way we can you know well and we have to teach them yes for when they're adults and if they ever have to go through mm -hmm. an ap ap apocalypse so and my mom taught me that i that's just like res survival right my mom taught me how to can and garden when i was younger and my mm -hmm. dada taught me how to pick medicine and i don't remember anymore and so it's like i have to relearn all that but i remember doing that when i was younger and it was just common for yeah. all of us to do that like everybody had a garden everybody yeah. canned everybody traded their canned goods and they just figured it out and mm -hmm. we don't do that now so we have to we have to no, we continue don't. to revitalize that. People are doing it, but not everybody. Yeah, like I remember going into my Duda's garden and picking off a ripe tomato and just like eating it like an apple. Mm -hmm. And then going into my grandfather's big garden with all of his corn stalks and going and picking the, the beans. Yeah, and then we'd go in right and... Yeah. yeah, and all the peas. I mean, peas and you're, you're totally right. Nobody has like those nice big gardens. And full basements with canned mm -hmm. everything. And you'd just be like, go downstairs and get this. And then you'd have to go <laughs> yeah. and get it. You know, like that. And it'd be like the creepiest basement with all the frogs and bugs and salamanders. And you'd have to go get it. And they didn't care that their basement was leaking. And it was like a smell of comfort, actually. Yeah, because you knew you're right. They, like, they hustled all together as a family mm -hmm. to do that. I want that again. I don't have a basement. But my mom does. <laughs> <laughs> No. But, but it's it's willing to do the work though like i know that's i want to be in the garden this summer and i'm me going too. to be and you can come with me Woohoo! yeah but i just i don't i know it's going to be work it's going to be a workout it's going to be hard work it's going to be sweaty but i know that they need help you know all of our we have multiple community gardens that don't have the help so it's not just Ungwe's garden at Jungonadio. I mean, Freedom School has a garden. The tribe has a garden. You know, like there's so many. Mm -hmm. And other family, big families have gardens too. So I feel like that's where my apocalyptic prep mind goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the world's going to end. Let's start a garden. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I felt during the pandemic, right? I had a garden during the pandemic and I had the best food. Mm. And and then I just didn't have time to take care of it once I started working again and when I mm -hmm. was in school and I was like, oh no, I had all these good squashes. And mm, I had that's my favorite. Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. I made um, maple butternut squash for Wata this year. Oh wow! I made a big pot of it and I like, I pureed it and then I put the maple and the butter in there. Oh my god, it was so good. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really great. And Wata was amazing too. We had Wata ceremony like two weeks ago. And the food, <laughs> it was like silence across the longhouse. Like everybody was just like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> like you just did it. Like everybody's eating all the mush. And then someone made cornbread with this like berry puree compo over mm. the top of it oh, and wow. it was like it was like cornbread with the compo and you were like 
who made this beautiful thing? And then someone made wild rice with berries and white corn in it. Blueberries, strawberries, white corn, and wild rice with maple. And I was like, oh my God, I need to have that. So I do, I went home and I made some of it at home too because I had all the stuff. It was like, it was like um, I don't know, just going back to Longhouse these last couple of times since I haven't been going before with the pandemic has been it's just been really such good medicine so i mean i hope i hope that continues <laughs> at the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure it will because being in Guahua, that's not going anywhere yeah the gratefulness so i imagine it will still be here at the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> i hope so <laughs> so what's your favorite part of the last of us Oh my God, there's so many. Like it honestly was the best show. Will and I would literally wait. We would get all ready on Sunday because it would air at nine. We'd get our little snacks. I don't know, popcorn, cereal, chips, like whatever we wanted. Um, Probably when he called her baby girl. Oh yeah. When Joel called Ellie baby girl. Yes. Because it was like the acknowledgement that he viewed her as a daughter. Yeah. Because the whole time he's like, you're not my daughter. Yeah. I'm not your dad. The, like, yeah. There was absolutely no love in the beginning. And then they just grew to love each other. And then when Ellie, um, she fucking killed and beat the shit out of that one creepy, like the, the mayor. Pastor, the pastor yes. guy. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, that was so gross. It was real creepy. The but cannibal guy. You saw how strong she was. Yeah. And she literally harnessed it and just had to do what she had to do to save herself. So those two parts. I can't imagine being immune and watching everybody around you die, though. Like how she lost her partner or her best friend slash partner. (gasps) Yes. And how she got, they both got bit and then her, and then she, they didn't show it. But I, I think that was just so heartbreaking and, and I don't oh I was an elder woman that I was talking the other day they're like don't get old and I'm like why they're like because then you have to watch everybody around you die and I yeah. was like Fuck, don't <laughs> say that to me and then when that happened I was like oh it's the same thing except it's an apocalypse yeah I'd rather get bit by a zombie than watch everybody around me die <laughs> like that it's just hard it's just hard it is it's real hard um, I'm trying to think of other parts of The Last of Us. I don't know. The whole show was just so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It, it really was. I mean, I've watched a lot of apocalypse shows, and I think it's it's one of my favorite, and because the, the clickers or the zombies aren't the central component of it, and it's the mm-hmm. relationships, and, and I really like watching when how like different people form together to make relationships and who the leaders become how leaders become leaders and and what that looks like and how they how power impacts them i think that's always really interesting yeah because you always it's always like the people that you never ever think of Mm -hmm. and then at the end of the world and there's no more government no more anything those people rise and they try to rise and overtake or they didn't try to rise and it was just they happened to have have that happen by default. Yeah. Like they're like, well, my brother was. So now I am because I'm pissed off that my brother was murdered and now here I am. Mm-hmm. And I just was stepped into his shoes. Like I think that's I think that's always interesting to see the changing of the guard in, in some sort of words. Like I I feel like that's that happens in real life in a lot of ways, like with nepotism, (laughs) but not so extreme, right? But it's definitely um, an interesting thing to watch. I don't know. I always like looking at different dynamics of power and what they do and how they can corrupt or they can um, benefit Mm -hmm. societies. And I think that it's interesting to see that in, in in apocalypse shows, especially... But I've also been watching scary movies a lot. <laughs> I just watched the new, the um, last Scream, Scream 5, again, because Scream 6 is coming out. Did you see the preview for that? I don't think I did. Oh, did you watch Scream 5? Just refresh my memory on Scream 5. Uh, Scream 5, and, um, they came back like 
Courtney, well, Courtney Cox, is that mm-hmm. her name? Yeah, Courtney Cox came back and, and Dave, whatever, her husband, ex-husband, uh, Dewey. Dewey. Arquette. Uh, yeah, he came back in it. And um, the main character was the son of the, of, um, I'm doing really bad at this, was the son of um, Billy Loomis. And Billy Loomis was the guy with his buddy Stu who murdered all the people in the first screen. Oh, Ski Altrich. Yes. And, um, oh God, what's his, the tall guy? I don't know. Okay. No, I haven't seen him. Nerdy 90s. Yes. Fan. Yeah. I, I can yeah. see his face. Yeah, I just I can can't too. remember I the can. name. No. But anyways, she is the illegitimate daughter of Billy Loomis. And mm. so she comes back because the slasher dude, Ghostface, attacks her sister. So that's the fifth one. So mm. now in the sixth one, I just watched the preview yesterday because I'm going to go see it with my niece when she comes home from university like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the city. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Isn't he in Scooby-Doo? <laughs> he, yeah, he was shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shaggy. <laughs> my, my best friend, Gahil she's Scooby. Anyways, <laughs> I'm Matthew Lillard. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so in six, they're in the city, I think, and um, I guess Ghostface follows them there, and I don't know who it is, of course, but... Um, the sister is in university and all the kids that had survived are in university there. So it mm. looks very interesting. There's like subways and city city scene. It looks in, it looks good. Mm. And then there's a new John Wick coming out. So I don't know. I like scary movies. I want to go see them all. Well, John Wick. I love I love all of John Wick. Like it's so good. Um Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, I want to go see them all. And I haven't been able to go to the movies in forever, so I want to go. I've just been working, like, straight out. I've been teaching med students. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been real weird. It's, I, I mean, it's good, but it's real weird. I mean, I, uh, I think it's, um, it's cool to find a space where I'm, like, using my skills and I'm like dropping bombs here and there about like all sorts of good things. Mm-hmm. And I have really great students who want to treat our communities better when they become doctors and they really want to learn. And it's, it's so much different from like the spaces that I've been in in other academic um, institutions because a lot of people have walls up and they don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And you see that. So so for me to be able to teach people that are open to that kind of change and that information has been so refreshing to me because I, I hate hitting walls. And, I mean, I can handle a wall when I hit it, but, but to be able to share share knowledge with those who are actually going to use it and do good with it mm-hmm. is, is so – it's what I'm supposed to do, you know? Yeah. It's good. It's real good, so – so I've been just I've been doing a lot of teaching. I've been doing a lot of events, and and then I've been writing a lot of grants. And I've been so busy. I want to go to bed. Yeah, I guess so. Like, <laughs> how are you even functioning? And I'm, be- I'm beading a lot. I'm Ooh. doing all sorts of beadwork. Well, are those yours that oh, you're wearing? No, these are um, what's her name? Ever Nezo. I can I can share it on my. Oh my god, I love them. They're yeah, little they're like little angry star clouds. clouds. Yeah. <laughs> They're little bitchy clouds. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are just so cute. Yeah. Um, she does tuft work and, and quill work too. But she does a lot of really fun stuff. Wow. See, I love seeing beadwork that is that. Just the artists, whatever they want to create. I mean, everybody that beadwork, that does bead, beadwork is amazing. But it's the unique ones where I'm just more drawn to. Yeah. I saw one where um, this one person, I'm not sure who it is. I just noticed it recently. They did an Amazon Prime box with Brick Stitch. And oh, it wow. looked like an Amazon Prime box. And then I saw he also did another one that was like those plastic gates that they do, like the, the square ones that they look like they're plastic. And then they have like the iron poles to keep people out. And it's like got three poles. And then it's like orange plastic. 
for like construction sites or whatever. <laughs> he did one of those with brick sti- brick stitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you could like it looked real. Oh like, my it god! Looked like a real thing. It was like you know like um those shows. Is it cake or what is it cake or something? Or is it real or cake or whatever? Mm-hmm. There's that show. It was like that. Instead, it was like beads. Is it beads or is it a construction site? Like, what is happening here? Is it your package or is it beads? Like, I don't know. It's It was fucking crazy. I couldn't even believe it because I've seen people do portraits and I've seen people do some amazing work with, like, um, I like the horror story themed beadwork that's out there. Like, mm-hmm. all the, like, like, whether they're doing serial killers or, like, just main characters. Like, it's so good. So, so it is. Good. Well, you yourself are also great at beadwork. Like I loved your um, most recent. Oh my my the flower uterus. uterus. Oh my god, that was so amazing. Oh my god, that took me forever. <laughs> it was no, so amazing. Like though. my cousin Mary, like I was like, do you know how big this is gonna be? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you know I have to use the smallest beads ever because they're just super teeny tiny. And I was like, you know, I have to do this well. Like I have to do this well. And she sent me an image and it was from Planned Parenthood. So I took it on paint because I'm not a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. I took it on paint and I started erasing things and moving things around. So it became mine Mm -hmm. and it was easier for me to bead without such detail. And I was like, all right, here we go. I'm making these tulips and I'm going to do all this little tiny beadwork. And it, and I was like, you know, I always question myself. I'm like, I started beating what, eight years ago, maybe. And I was like, I'm just someone who likes to pick it up and do it. You know, like I'm not really, um, I never thought I was an artist. And then within my last couple of pieces that I've done, I'm like, you know what? I'm a fucking artist. Yes, you are. I'm doing this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this. I made my cousin Abraham these ones that are like two spirit love and they have crystals in them and they're brick stitch around ovals and then they have rabbit fur and he was like I was like what are you gonna do I I was like what do you want from me and I showed him these little simple ovals that I had been doing and he's Mm -hmm. like oh girl don't fuck with me and I was like what do you mean and he's like you know how I am I was like you think I'm gonna make one of these for you who do you think I am and he's like what are you gonna make me and he's like bitch fuck me up and I was like all right here I go and then I did it and and I gave it to him for Christmas and he was like what like what these are everything you know how AB goes like this and uh-huh. he's just so into it and I was just like super super proud because I don't know what like the next ones that I'm making are for Toby and she asked me like artist artist I'm gonna give them to her before this comes out so I can say this they're like artist choice and you gave me artist choice too and mm-hmm. I was like I know what I'm doing for yours already but I'm not telling you but for hers my husband um my brother-in-law killed a deer and we ate the deer <laughs> and it was so good and it went right from the forest to the butcher block to my table like it mm-hmm. was just amazing and then he gave us horns and Aduma sliced them up and he made calves with them and then he polished them with this really fine grit and then he made calves for me so I found these really beautiful antique beads online like blue ones and gold ones and and then I my dad gave me moose hide Mm. So I'm doing these moose hide um, earrings. I'm almost done. I have one left, but they're like this big. Mm-hmm. And then they go like smaller this way and then smaller this way, like three of them. And the the bottom two aren't moose hide. They're felt. But they're like the moose hide and then they're they're blue. They're the cab the and blue and gold and cream. And the bottom parts, they can come off. So wow. you can wear two smaller ones mm-hmm. or one bigger one by themselves or you can wear all three of them together amazing like, boom, boom, boom. yeah and they're gorgeous and i was like i'm i don't know where it comes from or why but i feel like i've been surrounding myself with artists my whole life mm-hmm. whether it was in the museum or the cultural center or um working with museums across uh new york state and canada like all over you know like i've been I really surround myself with creative people all the time, and I never thought I was creative. I always thought I was just a crafter, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I can make Rice Krispie treats and make them look like chickens, you know? Like, I don't know. Chickens. <laughs> let, me, 
let me just try something, you know? Like if somebody posted something online, I'd try it. And it was mm. fun, you know? Like a crafty project. Let's go to the Joann's or Walmart and get some shit and do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and like cake pops or cupcakes or something. And then, and then when I started beading with Joanne and Becky at the traveling college, it was like, all right, I can do this. And I started with my one little strawberry flower and Diane Swamp too. I I was beating with her. And then it's and then I did like a mandala after that. And then it just then I beaded my own beadwork for my mucklucks and I just kept going. And I was like, I didn't beat anything for sale and I just gifted. Mm-hmm. And now I'm I'm selling things, which is really weird because I don't know what to sell things for. But I know what I will pay hundreds of dollars for a good pair of earrings. I don't mess around. I have an obsession. <laughs> 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 and I'd like to see, I don't know if that's a thing we could do is ask all the community members or women out there to like show off their earring collections. Because I know there's some huge earring collections out there. There is. Because you can always fit your earrings. That's right. And, like, we were talking about the benefits. People always do, like, the um, earring tree or an earring basket with, like, a hundred or more bead, like, beaded earrings from all of the different artists and community. Mm -hmm. Like, that would be freaking amazing to win just that. Oh, yeah. I won that bead tree or bead um, table. I still have to, like... There's some classes that came with that and stuff, but there was like four table settings with like bead kits and like different, um, like Christmas bulbs filled with beads and I gifted everything out except for everything that I really wanted. Mm -hmm. But I gave like bead kits out to like all of my close friends that bead. And I was like, these are for you all because I care about you and I don't need all of this stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and I got my bead board that has a little, um, bird or a, a bee on it. It's like a, that's a little honeybee on there with the wings and then you can put the beads in the wings and oh, it's cute. really cool yeah but random martin sells all that stuff and it's or, or you can find it online but i was super excited about it because i i don't ever give myself time to buy stuff for myself like that mm-hmm. and and when i'm beating it's like a real good medicine right it's not just it's not just um i'm beating to sell it it's more like I'm taking time to sit here by myself with my tea and nobody's going to bother me. And my daughter knows not to come up to me and I can just, well, she'll come up to me and see what I'm doing and I can talk to her and while she's playing and we talk while she plays. But I'm not, she's not like messing with my beads. Like she yeah. knows better and she's always known better. And it's surprising to me because she's little. I don't know you'd think she'd want to take them all. But I think her knowing mama beads and that's her time is and she'll she'll be watching tv and i'll be sitting on the bed next to her just beating and like watching netflix on my phone or something because i'm mm-hmm. gonna watch cartoons it's good it's it's real good it's me time that's amazing okay. yeah i like it i like what i'm gonna come with up with next Ooh, that'll be exciting yeah there's a lot of i think i have nine on my waiting list oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> not eight eight after this one it'll be eight yeah, it's it's a lot, and if I I didn't want to put out another, I'm gonna wait and get that list down before mm-hmm. I post again. If I do, I don't know. I'm trying not to pressure myself, or else it won't be fun anymore, right? Yeah, then it's just like more work and a, another job. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Did you um ever go see that Kira? Not yet. No, I'm beading and I'm saving the money from each piece of beadwork that I do mm-hmm. for my tattoo. But I think I'm going to get a chest piece. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I we were supposed to go and then like family stuff happened and we couldn't go. So she let, yeah. she changed our appointment to the end of September. Nice. So we're still going to go. Yeah, it's going to be real good. So are you going to do like a full chest piece or just... Well, I have bows right here on my collarbones, mm-hmm. so it'll probably be, like, here. Wow. And I'm thinking, like, I was looking at star quilts, mm-hmm. but I wanted it to be, like, a star quilt, but it looked like stars in the star quilt triangles, but, like, swirly in there. Mm-hmm. Because my daughter, she changes the direction of the wind and stirs the skies. Like, that's her name. <laughs> yeah. So I want it to be, like... 
a star, but a star quilt with like those dots and it'd be swirly. Kind of mm. like a, like a, what's that, what's that painting? The nighttime one. <laughs> I oh can't God, think of it. Yes. You know, like, you know which one I'm talking about. I do. It's like blue and yeah. there's like a weird crooked <laughs> so bad. It's church like a... or <laughs> building. <laughs> <laughs> the building. You can look it up for me because I don't know. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to get that tattooed on me. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> a starry night. Is starry it? night. That's yes. what it's called. Yes. Starry night. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. But enclosed in a quilt star. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the best way to say that. Yeah. And I still got to work on my other sleeve. And then I'll I'll be good. No, I like. <laughs> Once you, nobody's ever good from tattoos. No, no, it's it's such an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was um, <clears throat> I don't know. I have ten things to talk about, but I feel like this month has been really heavy for community. As <clears throat> I think every time we get on here, there's been like more deaths and more sadness, but there's also been a lot of really good things in community that are happening and. And, um, like, all the kids that are getting, like, student achievement awards and the hockey team and the big parade that went mm-hmm. through. Like, like I know that people are grieving. I know that it's heavy. But there's also springtime. You know, I was, I was, um, I went, I did a presentation at McGill last, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't even know when it was. Um, about midwinter and about our ceremonies and how we lift our faces out of the darkness into the light during during midwinter because at that time that's when we need socialization that's when we need each other that's when we need to celebrate that we're still here midwinter mm-hmm. um and i don't know i'm i'm feeling that this year like i feel like it's been 3 years of darkness you know, you feel that? I do. Like, I'm normally one, um, I love winter. Probably I was born in March, kind of tail end of winter, but still winter. And it was a long, like, January. Mm-hmm. I felt January was so long. It's so dark. It's cold. Like, you can't really do anything, and you're just kind of stuck inside with people you see like every day (laughs) 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 which I mean there's nothing wrong with it but it just it gets very routine Mm -hmm. and I was so happy once we went back to the daylight savings which is kind of silly to begin with but now that we're, we're getting more sunlight it's just it's it's refreshing like obviously spring is here but it's just refreshing the snow's going away. The like animals are all coming out, so the new beginnings are here. Yeah, there was bunnies in my yard. Oh yeah, and they're not even afraid of me. They see me every year. They're like, hey, <laughs> or maybe their ancestors have seen me every year. But I don't uh-huh. know. They just sit there and look at me like, hey, what's up? And mm-hmm. they don't even really move or like hop away until I get real close. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you are brave little bunnies. No, I'm excited about it. I think, I think. Um, spring is coming i wouldn't be surprised if we get one more huge snowstorm before it really comes because that's where we live but i do think there has been a lot of darkness and i'm hoping that this summer that there's a lot of healing that happens and we're we're feeling better like overall like all of us i just i don't know i wish the best for everybody and and I think that's where I'm I'm headed with my journey of food preservation learning and mm-hmm. I took my first beginners language class on Wednesday and I was like, "Wow, I really know a lot." <laughs> I'm not going to be rude. Put your vo- like turn off your mic and sit there and just say all the words as they're saying them. And it's it's cool that I know so much. It's mm-hmm. just I don't know how to say sentences. You know, like when they say all the words, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know what that means. Oh yeah, I know what that means." But I'm still trying to get that mommy and me group together. I don't know how that's going to happen. It's hard to coordinate, just like it is to get here. It is. It's really hard, especially, like, 
it's nobody can kind of get the same schedule. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest. Oh wait, I forgot the other like favorite part of The Last of Us. Mm. Of course, Bill and um his partner. <gasps> yes. Like I totally spaced on them. I love them. That was like the best. It was surprising. Very. But it came out of nowhere. Like it was such a heartwarming love story. It was so good. It was beautiful. It was it was just I don't know, like if you could have like a white picket fence in the yes. middle of the apocalypse <laughs> and grow strawberries. I don't know. Like I just it's just wild to me that they were able to have like that they had like the balance of the relationship. Like mm-hmm. he was so paranoid and so neurotic and he had the bunker and all the guns. Mm-hmm. And then his partner was like, let's grow strawberries and <laughs> have a dinner party. Like he well, was, it was so cute. Like the normalcy too of yeah. pre-apocalyptic times. Yes. So, but no, that episode was just so good. The romance, the love, the survivalist versus the romantic no, it was good. It was so, I don't know, it was needed. It humanizes the, yeah. the space. It, it humanizes what's happening all around in, in the world crumbling down around you that you can actually just hold on to someone and, and make something normal out of that. And I think that's, it's kind of a metaphor, right? Like I was talking to my partner today and sometimes the world falls around us mm-hmm. and it's like we can chose to like, beat the shit out of each other like not <laughs> hypothet- like no, metaphorically um but we can choose to to really take it out on each other or we can hold on to each other mm-hmm. instead of push each other away and i think that was like when i looked at that couple like they did that like really they did that and then sometimes it was metaphorically they did that and it's like like what do you choose to bring into your space that's healthy or unhealthy or you know but I I really like the dynamic and and it's like holding on to your partner when the whole world falls around you literally yeah shoving them the fuck out the door like it just it just (laughs) depends you know like I mean I know there was other partners in the storyline that did that they were like no I'm on my own. See you later. You mm-hmm. know? So it's interesting. And mm-hmm. I I like to do that. I mean, maybe that's overthinking, and I'm a really great overthinker. <laughs> but take it in and, and take all those kinds of things in and see where they apply or don't apply. Or, mm-hmm. or maybe I can be overanalyzing. I like to analyze. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bring up those dynamics. Good nerdy stuff, huh? Yes. Yeah. I wonder what everybody else would have to say about the apocalypse. Would you survive or would you perish? Who would be on your safety team? Would you have a lot of people? Mm. See, I never really thought of like who would be on (laughs) the team. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, who's on your team? What supplies would you have? Where would you store them? What kind of weapons would you carry? Would you want ammo? Because I don't think you should have ammo because you'd run out and you'd always be searching for ammo, especially for a specific kind of like weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you, I mean, 22s would be easy, but I don't know for accuracy, it wouldn't be that great. Like I could just do, 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 do. like I could go all the way down the line on this kind of conversation and we could talk about it all day long. Well, I was even talking with Will and I'm like, our house where we are, we could do kind of like the town with um bill mm. and how they did the whole fence of i don't know however many acres and however um the mileage right but they literally fenced in however much and i'm like we could do that we could do our house and like we would have the water supply and then we could do with the other side of the road and like that way the kids would have i don't know a few acres to just kind of be kids in and then we could find some chickens and we could get some goats <laughs> and chickens and goats um i could grow a garden like just like bill yeah while protecting our family and then that's when we can decide of who to let in shut everybody else everybody out first and then allow them in uh, who we choose you know they do say that if shit went down that we, some say, like, I've heard 
geologists say that we're on fault lines Mm -hmm. and that it would be dangerous for us if we had like an earthquake. And then I've heard other people say that we are in an advantageous space where people would want to come here and they'd want to be in our landmass because we have all the waterways. Right. So I've heard both of those things in my lifetime. And I just wonder, like, like people talk about that. It, it happens in meetings often, like, which is weird now that people bring that up. They're like, well, we need to, like, gear up because we're on the water. And I'm like, well, what also the customs is on the water. And also there's mm-hmm. other big, like, Cornwall's on the water. Like, do you think they're all going to, like... Everybody's gonna come this way. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. Is. Yeah. What is the human response when it comes to the apocalypse? Like, well, how would we, as a community, how would we protect ourselves? Like, you can't just block a highway. You'd have to block all, the river beds, all the banks. You're right because that's like a big, port. Yeah. For passing like ships to pass and through, and it would be livelihood at that point, right? You're right. Yeah. So we'd have to bunker down on the river as well. It wouldn't just be highway like we do when when we have blockades. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I forget that we're so close to the river. Because <laughs> we're like river people. <laughs> yes. Like I literally grew up I, I don't know, a quarter mile away from the river mm-hmm. where some people literally their front yard is the is the river. Right. I just kind of forget about it. I always fall in the river when I go there. <laughs> my whole life. Or get pushed in the river. That's kind of my forte. Ask my cousin Louie from Saint. He always pushed me in the river. Now we have to go swimming. Sarah fell in the river. She's already wet. Good excuse. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. No, but I think um, I think our brothers, the Aboriginal outlaws, should take this into their new political Sage Against the Machine discussion mm-hmm. and talk about the political dynamics when it comes to the apocalypse. And, and maybe I could there be on go. that show, too. Because <gasps> oh, there you go. It would be super fun. <laughs> yeah. I have been thinking about this for a long time, and I feel like it kind of segues into that if you think about the political realities of an apocalypse. Well, then also, too, we have the dam. Yeah. Like, that would be who would protect the dam. Because that would be a people would want to go to it or they might want to destroy it. And yeah. then we we get flooded. So we'd have to take over Messina and there, the seaway. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's write it, write, write it down, what we're going to do, and not say it on air. Because <laughs> then we're just incriminating ourselves. Oh, shit, yeah. But at that point, we won't have law anyways, so I don't think it'll be a problem. Yeah, so on that note, <laughs> uh-huh. Victoria and I are planning for the apocalypse, and I yes. hope you all are ready. And we're doomsday prepping. Yes. Food pre- sovereignty and preservation. Mm-hmm. Think about the future, the next seven generations. That, right there you with go. Us. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't have anything else today. I think I'm spent. But mm-hmm. thank you for sharing yes, in this good conversation. You. I missed you. I know. I missed you too. This was so much fun, like always. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us. I'm Sarah. And Victoria.